What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 37 of the Point in Progress podcast. I am one of your hosts, Harv, and this is your one-stop shop for news, recommendations, and spicy takes. Join five friends across three time zones, two countries, as we discuss everything that we love while still thinking critically of them. Again, I'm your host. That was a little out of order, but I'm your host of them. It's been a while. It's been a while, but you did a good job. You know, this, this, yeah, it's it's been been a a while. while. You didn't hear my phone in the background there, did you? Nah. Someone logged into our Gmail, like in the middle of that. uh, Four friends and two time zones. Yeah, you know, four friends. We have have one friend that is uh, out on sabbatical right now. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, She will be back next week. They should not be named. Yeah. <laughs> they pray, so pray, not pray, praying, praying for them. Yeah, FEMA got to her, guys. I was about to say that. FEMA, uh, FEMA got to her. <laughs> People are not going to know what that is. I'm praying to, to Zoltan. She, she got to the tent. The tent, the tent came for her. The tent came for her. Um, you got to be in our chat if you understand that joke. You will only understand that yeah. joke if you're in our chat, like Nerd uh, a Day and Nerd Dog. Thanks so much. Wait, which one? The FEMA or <laughs> Zoltan? Oh, FEMA oh and Zoltan for yeah. nerds who just watch uh, Dude, Where's My Car? True. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping, guys. Uh, it's been a while. We've been on break for uh, quite a while. So we're back now. It took about, what, two weeks break? Maybe three weeks break? But about two we put weeks. Content- yeah. yeah, we put some content. Uh, we put all of our Game of the Year stuff on Twi- on uh, YouTube.com slash Point in Progress. It is there um, for, uh, for all of us individually. Uh, and then this weekend or tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on Twitch.tv slash Beer in the Hair on my channel, we're having an ice cream social. Which which means one thing, okay? Bring your face and bring some ice cream. That's two things. Yeah. Bring two things. <laughs> well, three True. things. Bring your face, ice cream, and a spoon. I hope you have a spoon. So um, if I bring a helmet, if I wear a helmet and try to eat the ice cream through it, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure out a way. Does that mean I can't join? I mean, you could join that. Yeah, yes. you'll just be a person uh, eating out of a helmet, which is very scary. What if I'm out of a helmet? Um, I'll be wearing the helmet. What if I that, eat a slice of pizza out of a hat? Does that count? <laughs> Does it count? Oh, as pizza? I couldn't is find. It, is, it, is the is is the pizza on ice cream? The no, baby, it's yeah, a it's a warm. Sure. Okay. There we go. Cool answer. Yeah, what kind of ice cream did you get for this ice cream social? Oh, I'm just gonna order some ice cream that day. I was gonna get a blizzard, dude. Just gonna get a blizzard. I, I, I ran like I didn't ask my parents for any ice cream or anything like that. And I randomly opened up my, uh, our freezer, and there's like two tubs of cookies and cream there. Nice. I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. Nice. You well, know, this works be, well. That's the, uh, that's tomorrow on Twitch.tv/slash Beard in the Hair. We got we got do some extra life giveaways that Fee and I had done that that we did uh, earlier in the month of December. So we're gonna do all that kind of stuff, and also we are sponsored by FEMA, guys. Congratulations! No, we got no. our first sponsor. Let's go. We should probably say we are not really unofficially sponsored. Yeah. Unofficially, yeah, we're yeah. self-proclaimed sponsorship. Yeah, get your COVID yeah. shot at Point in Progress today. We'll set up a tent in your house. <laughs> we'll jab you. Yeah, in your house. In your house. Um, but yeah, for uh, that's it for housekeeping. Uh, what have we been playing, Mario? I'm gonna start with you. I know. Well, Mario and Frank, I want you guys to both talk about Peacemaker because you guys both have Peacemaker. Yes, here. I have yet to yes. watch this. I've got. I literally last night after Final Fantasy, after you guys got off, I was like, "Well, there's not really much for me to do anyway, so I don't really care." Um, 
so I logged off and I was like, I want to watch something. I want to watch. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna eat an edible and watch a movie. And I I looked. I was looking at stuff and I was and some for some reason during Rainbow Six Siege, I somebody had mentioned Peacemaker, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. And uh, Mario, I, like, ooh, that intro. Yeah. That intro is hot, right? That intro is so fucking good. <laughs> It, it, it has no right to be. Yeah. What the fuck is that? What is Peacemaker? Yeah. Yes, do you want to do you want to explain this? Yeah, I can explain it. So yeah. actually, I have a visual leg. Give me one second. Oh God. And his name is. Oh wait, hold on. Where's he going? Oh, he's got a. He might have a figure. Does he? Oh no, maybe not. Oh no, he has the vinyl. Ah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Peacemaker, who is played by John Cena, a.k.a. Invisible Man in a Helmet, uh, is a character in the Suicide Squad movie that came out last year from uh, James Gunn. Uh, he, of course, if you've uh, seen the movie, uh, sort of a hard-ass, all-American, sort of alt-right kind of character. Um, but the show, um, hopefully, is going to show you the other side of him and uh that's essentially what it is it takes place after the movie about five months uh where he's recovering i don't want to spoil the movie but uh ultimately you learn about him and his his next mission and it's fucking hilarious because it's raunchy dirty and uh just absolutely crazy uh if you want to go ahead and take it from there (laughs) produced uh, directed and written i think right it's like a full kojima thing yeah, he's he's also like, directed all the episodes. Yeah, and it's it's just as ridiculous as that sounds. Um especially if you've seen the Suicide Squad movie. Um it's dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's he, so good. He still knows the show when to actually movie. make a joke instead of just like being like a joke a minute. The jokes are actually funny. The music's good. Uh the the action's good. Like John, I don't know what it is about John Cena. John Cena, like I feel like John Cena is what people think. Like people think The Rock is right. Like people love The Rock, and I, I personally, I'm just like eh. But like every time I see John Cena do anything funny, I'm like, dude, I'm invested. This shit's hilarious. Because you know, dude, yeah, he's a pretty. uh, From what I understand, he's a pretty awesome dude. He's a pretty dude. (laughs) He's a very pretty dude. Um, he's naked throughout half the show, which is hilarious. Uh, the whole second episode is like him. (laughs) <laughs> like in his underwear for the most part. Um, yeah. But ultimately, yeah, the show, the show essentially just follows this like very like off-putting superhero. Imagine Punisher, but worse, like in terms of like the degrees of like where people are adopting his symbol. Think of it like mm-hmm. those type of people. They're Punisher's father. <laughs> people that yeah. raised this kid. And he's sort of like not like, like he's sort of like this. Um, he's all about all America stuff. Like he's all, all doing justice and fighting criminals. But his father takes it the opposite direction. Um, but he ultimately, joins the criminal enterprise. No, so basically, he's, he, a, he's a super villain who thinks he's a superhero. Yes, and so because of what he's doing, so, he's the he's the yeah. hero of his own story, basically. And so he went to jail, and then he ends well. up in the suicide uh, Suicide Squad movie, and then this is them continuing right after that. So he's still yeah. part of that team with uh, Suicide Squad. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Did I ever tell it, you y'all t- about that TV show that John Cena filmed in my hometown? This is it, probably. Uh, no. No, he filmed uh, something else? It it was filmed uh, the same year that the first 
uh, Star Wars movie of the latest Seagulls? trilogy came out. A TV show. Um. Yeah, it's like American Grit, I think. Hmm. I Anyways, that was a movie. Was, was that from, a movie? I I I don't know. It's it right it's now. something all American, like military, whatever. Oh yeah, oh, hell yeah! Nice. Need, need me a little bit of that um, military. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I stood in line for uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens with the entire crew from his film <laughs> <laughs> crew. Uh, very nice people. Uh yeah, John Cena, solid dude. Yeah, it looks like That's it cool. was a reality television series starring John oh. Cena at the time. So yeah, I can see how that's filmed in the middle of nowhere, Washington. <laughs> and but yeah, but no, Peacemaker is is totally fun. It's the, honestly like out of the DC universe is probably the most fun we've had so far, other than Suicide Squad, obviously. Yeah, it's honestly the, second, the, the, the Suicide Squad, not the first one. The first one's shit. Don't first, watch that movie. First one's, yeah, first one's shit. Um, honestly, it just doesn't take itself seriously. It knows when to make fun of itself as well as the thing that it's doing. And it goes there. It goes places you will not expect. And uh, they spend uh, entire time, uh, like, for instance, uh, the second episode is him reacting to the end of the last end of the uh, last episode. It takes place the entire thing, and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Halfway, just, it, just to give you an idea of the tone of the show, all right? Compared to like the like Batman's Batman versus Superman, all the other things that have come out in, in this universe, right? There's a, like small spoiler. There's a part where they talk about how Aquaman fucks fish. <laughs> we have like a right. ten minute conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman pays a pays people at an aquarium so he can fuck fish on the side. <laughs> And I love, this, is, this is kind of like the this is kind of like the 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 dick joke from uh, what's the what, uh, Silicon Valley in the first season, similar second season, yeah. kind of like that. We just have this ten minute conversation about this thing. No, one hundred percent. I mean, the ending the ending joke of that scene is literally like this this janitor that's like, no, he doesn't, and then he's like, what Pepe the Frog four twenty on Twitter lied to me, and I'm like, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> like they they play it to the obvious, like he he's te- he he's an alt writer who just thinks he's doing the right thing. Yes. Like there's one point where like he he brings up an obvious conspiracy theory, and someone's just like, that didn't happen. And he's just like, what Facebook would lie to me? <laughs> yeah. Facebook wouldn't lie to me. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, you're the racist superhero. It's like, no, I'm not. It's like, I kill a lot but of white people shoot too. Brown people. <laughs> I kill an equal amount of white people too. It's so funny. They're so on the nose about it. It's so good. And uh, there's an eagle in it as well. That is probably my favorite character in the show. I, I love. So usually when when characters in TV shows or movies say that they have like an animal sidekick, the joke is usually that they aren't as like cool as they say they are. But Eagly is everything John Cena says he is, except when people are around him. <laughs> what? So uh, what is this on? This is uh, on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Okay, so I'm trying to think of where this would be in Canada. You probably crave. If I had a guess. Mother- if anything, crazy. one night we'll we'll all sit down and we'll just sit down and watch the the, the episodes are so good that they go by quick. You they don't even so notice quick. forty minutes are they have passed. 30, are they thirty minutes? Or no, 40 they're forty forty two minutes. Yeah, okay, minutes. No. and they have uh, after credits as well. They're like small little credits. Well, they have too. after credits. I didn't even check that. I should go yeah. back and watch those. Nice, heck yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what people have been watching. So I'm gonna jump over to Sly 
and uh or what you've been reading i guess would be would be more of uh what you've been doing uh for what you've I been was really like, doing so far. what have i been watching um <laughs> not much actually that's why uh the past two weeks were the first two episodes of 911 star because i can't go an entire conversation without mentioning 911 so there's my uh yeah load star started back up and it's something it's something um, but yeah i i picked up this book last time i was in seattle which was the for the eternals preview screening i think um it's it's book it's um mean uh my camera's blurred out uh it's called mean little deaf queer it's a memoir it's it, i just saw the title and bought it but it's pretty good um it's it's about a queer deaf person, so obviously that's very much of interest to me. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been re- reading lately. Heck, oh yeah. yes, heck yes. And then jumping over to Frank, you have Lucifer and Money Heist is weird. What 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 about what what? Is yes. That? So in my in my conquest to find something to finally satiate the boredom that I always get at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the, in the, in the morning. I, uh, I started finally watching Lucifer. Uh, the rest of it, actually. So I, fin- I got up to like season five. Whatever the final season was on Netflix. It, it, Netflix did a weird thing where they bought Lucifer. They did a season, and then the last season is a two-parter. So I did the sensible thing, and I waited for the whole season just to be ready. That way I could just watch it all in one go and not the way for two parts or any of that shit and um honestly some of the f- my, my favorite television like honestly it's one of those shows where it has absolutely nothing to do with the uh, like comic source material uh other than every character being obviously in name um it te- it's technically oh hey look Sorry, kitty I'm not <laughs> um it it yeah, Lucifer's weird because it, it, it's technically part of the CW universe, but it's yeah. on Netflix. Uh, and it's also a show that's about a comic book character, but also not really because it has nothing to do with the comic books. But it's a buddy cop. Shout out so, to the CW, which we recently learned has not been profitable since it was founded. Oh, no. I mean, when you I have mean, shows, fair, when you have shows like <laughs> Supergirl and like these IPs and stuff. There's no way you're gonna get you're gonna make more money than you're spending. Right? Some of those shows are fucking god awfully boring. I'm sorry. It's not even that. Getting the IP of like Supergirl and stuff like that must be pretty expensive. Arrow and all that kind of stuff because you have to pay royalties to like DC. But they are yeah. owned by D- DC. That's why. Yeah, I- uh, Warner Brothers owns oh. CW. Oh, so it's technically it's technically like putting your <laughs> making your own YouTube and putting it like your own podcast on it or something. Well, they they also do film in Vancouver, so that's that that might be a part of it. Maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Vancouver's making money. Yeah. CW ain't, but most of those companies actually surprisingly don't make companies uh, don't make money. Like um, Twitter doesn't make money, believe it or not. No. Yeah, Twitter hasn't made money in years. Uh, Netflix has been in perpetual debt for like the last five. <laughs> like they keep making shows to hopefully get them uh, over the board, but like they're spending money to try to make money, but they're spending too much money. But then they so, also get like uh, funding too, right? So I that I don't know about. I all I know is that they're in, they're in debt every yeah, yeah. year. They, they, they're always they're always in debt. Yeah, yeah. Big companies just like me. But um, 
Uh, speaking on CW, I think I, I, we had this conversation earlier, actually, about um, about like how like, dude, nobody want, wants to watch 26 episodes in the fucking CW. Yeah, that is true. I, mean, <laughs> when, true. I think I think Daredevil and uh, Daredevil has ruined <laughs> like actual like superhero TV because once Daredevil came out, like you couldn't really go back to the CW. <laughs> you could not. Like it was just like why watch twenty six episodes? We're gonna watch eight really good episodes and get it over with even quicker. I wish it was eight. It was thirteen. It was like twelve or oh, thirteen. Daredevil? Back in the day. Yeah, back in yeah, the day. Yeah, was it? Was it? Yeah. But even then, still better than twenty six to thirty. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like it actually cuts the time. There is that like middle like peak in those shows that always like. All right, now we got to get to the thing that I wanted to get. But either so, you're right. I'm glad that it was yeah. true though when that happened. In a matter yeah. of 24 episodes, there's like maybe 40% of it's like filler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, and if it feels very like villain of the week, you wind up yeah. wasting good villains because you just had to fill a role for a, for a day. Um, yeah. But Lucifer is... There's, there's definitely a place for the like 24 episodes <coughs> monster of the week type show. Oh, yeah. Sitcoms, like great, yeah. but like... You look at like in them just fills the soul. You, you look at like I mean? CSI. You look at CSI Bones, like those kind of shows that came out for sure. That's where you want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say Foghorn Leghorn? No, nine one one Leghorn. Oh, okay. I was gonna say what the hell? Who's making twenty six episodes of that? No, nine one one and Lone Star are about like twelve to. Oh really? Episodes a season. Yeah. But like Grey's Anatomies are still doing that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Anatomies, you know, they're still sure. like yeah. seasons like, within yeah. seasons. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you kind of have to do those for those shows because like those are monster of the week or case of the week kind of type things, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for those type of shows, yeah, for sure. And then um, you have like that little like two minutes of like character growth, yeah, that you got. <laughs> this is at and, the very end. This is my personal preference. Is and uh, I'm gonna get flamed for it. I think that Marvel. Uh, recently has done the trick of six episodes, the sort of British way of just like telling your story in six episodes as opposed to yes. long periods it. of times. Yes. Some people don't like it. the stories, but I personally think that like this is the perfect length, in my opinion. They when you think about what develop anything, that's my problem. Well, that's the that's the problem on the writers, man. Nothing's yeah. being developed. Like you give us six episodes, and you feel like nothing's changed about these characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with I agree with both of you on this because it's it's mainly just like you have what four, eight, twelve, six. Like you you have a, you have a good like three movie length, right? Of just yeah. time you can really develop these characters, and a lot of the times, like Sly said, they really don't. And that's not a that's not it's not a problem on the format. I feel because you can do you have more time than you do on a movie. You have more than enough time to do that. It's the writers trying to fit too much into it, like. Again, I hate to, hate to bring it up a Daredevil. Spend all just that time setting up the the next movie, right? Yeah, like exactly. Throwing all of these things in here, not because it serves this story, but because it serves the next story they want to tell. Sorry, I, I'm getting I'm getting emoted at in Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it, I agree. it was it was uh, the. One of the things that I really liked about True Detective season one is that there was nothing building toward. They, they had nothing to build towards the end of the season because we knew it was six episodes. We were in, we were out. That's it. And yep. we got so much character growth. We knew these characters from the start right to the finish, and we know like their character arc that they went through. But when you go to like, like, like Hawkeye for example, right? We know who Hawkeye is. 
Hawkeye had no character growth. He had no character growth from the beginning to the end of that show, in my opinion. Because we kind of know who he is. Yeah, they try to do the the small little like, and you know what? Small little spoilers for Hawkeye. You probably should have already seen it by now, though. I'll be real with you. Um, <laughs> you seen Loki good yet? <laughs> good, good. I've already seen a little bit of Loki. I still don't. I like. It's just not. It's just not my thing. You don't no. know that. You gotta. You gotta keep going. I don't care. I don't care I'll about time right travel. Now, it's not, not that. It's not time travel. I don't care about time stuff. I. It's not about time it's stuff. So, it's so done. It's not about time it's stuff. So done. But anyway, the, the point being, um, I don't even remember the point was. We God damn it, Mario. <laughs> we're, we're talking about uh, Lucifer. Hawkeye. But I mean, yeah, we got uh, Lucifer. And then what? What is what is Money Heist? Is weird. Money Heist is weird because um, I tried to watch it. I was like, man, this looks cool. It has a really cool intro. It has a really cool. Uh, um little kind of like premise where it's just like it's about a bunch of people who are robbing this uh the spanish uh, reserve i believe and i didn't know that it was dubbed <laughs> it's like it's an it's originally a spanish uh i guess series and oh, somebody yeah. netflix yeah. just said hey we're just gonna dub over all the voices but absolutely terribly and it's just weird. It's like you go into it and at first it looks fine. Like the first 10 minutes of it are like, okay, this, I guess this is it. Like you don't really know. Right. And then you get to this part where they're all talking in a car and some dude is just like mouthing and it is just not matching what he's saying. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's dubbed over. Like Netflix is just <laughs> dubbing over international stuff now, I guess, which sucks because as much as I want to watch it, I'm going to have to watch it in the Spanish thing because the dub is sometimes they got really good people doing the dub who sound, you know, how that person would probably sound if they spoke English. But they had other times. It's just terrible. Like, absolutely. Like, we just found this person. Let's just get them to say a line really quick. Kind of terrible. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it sucks. I haven't seen Netflix ever do that. So I don't I don't know. Apparently, yeah, he's been saying it's been uh, for, it's been do that forever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I've yeah. never seen them do that with uh, other stuff, but I think at least the opening advertise it to me at least. The opening of like Squid Games has it, where it's dubbed over. Um, but you do, it, there are settings where you could switch it, and I heavily yeah. recommend doing that. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I I, I know when I switched it back to the Spanish dub, I was like, this is a lot better. But like then I have to read it, so I can't have it out in the background. So I had to stop watching it. How's the, show, good. how's the it's show? It has three seasons. I was going to say, yeah, how is the show from when watching it, or was it just too weird you had to, you had to do something? It's very, at least the first three, I think I only got through the first three episodes where I said, yeah, I'm not going to be able to watch it. Um, it's cool. I mean, it, it's it's set up like a heist. It's it, it throws the story in like 20 different places to like kind of grow, like to kind of introduce you to the characters, their relationships with each other, as well as like, you know, how they got their start and like doing crime. Their motivation being, I just want to do the biggest heist ever. One guy's motivation, the professor, his name is he creates this group. He has no name. He has no past. He they does, he doesn't really give a reason why he wants to rob the Spanish Reserve other than like what everybody else wants to do when they rob a bank, which is I never have to work again. You know what I mean? Type deal. That's all you know sure. about him. And I think that's I think the premise for the show is pretty cool. It's got hacker vibes to it as well. Hack hackers. The planet. Yeah, it's got hackers vibes Hack to it, but like planet. heist. Um, 
and I think the cast of characters are kind of fun. They have their own quirks. So some of them are Russian, some of them are Spanish, some of them are uh, obviously uh, playing into tropes, but they're all really kind of kind of cool. At least in the first three episodes, it's got three seasons to it. So I imagine people are liking it. I imagine it has some yeah. decent payoff if it has. That reminds yeah, me, I've been watching Buffy recently, and I actually dubbed it in German, and I had no idea I did, and I was like, what is this? No- what is happening? Why are they talking like this? <laughs> Why are they this, so aggressive? <laughs> I don't remember this episode where Xander accidentally got everyone speaking German. That's weird. Yeah, right? what? <laughs> That's funny. You weird. heard weird dub and went to uh, Buffy, and I was like, oh yeah, I watched Encanto. That's the thing I did. There we go. That's the Pixar movie, right? Yeah. That just came out. Okay, I I'm gonna complain about it, but before I do, let me say the story excellent. My viewing experience awful. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, so I I sat down to watch Encanto, and I wanted to watch it because everybody's talking about how great it was, and so then I was like, okay. I'll watch it in Spanish, but I hear that there's some weird things with the dub versus, um, like the the subtitles not lining up. So I tried to watch it. I I, I tried so hard, but the Spanish audio, the Spanish dub, was based on a different script than the Spanish subtitles. Oh, so the no. words didn't match up to what they were saying. And I can't hear well enough to know what they're actually saying. I just hear enough to know that it's not what the words on the screen are saying. And it was driving me insane. Oh, and so I no. gave up. I was like, okay, I'll just watch the English audio and- with English captions. That's fine. And then every time they're speaking Spanish in the English audio... It just says speaking Spanish, and I'm like, That's, okay. But what are you they would, speaking? You would Tell think that they would have. Saying. You would think they would have this thought because it is a Spanish movie, it right? It gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah, it's about a Colombian family, um, and you know, uh, they're displaced from their home because Colombia, and then like developing parallelism. <clears throat> Very, very, very beautiful story. So it the movie starts when they're speaking in Spanish, just as speaking Spanish doesn't tell me what they're actually saying. And then we get to the songs. And <laughs> there are two songs in this movie that are fully in Spanish. And instead of putting what they're saying on the screen, the captions translated it into English. And I was like, that's not what they're saying because they're singing in Spanish and they just have the English translations on the captions. And I was like, okay, I'll go to the Spanish subtitles to see if they're like subtitling what the song says. Nope, no captions for that part of the file. Just nothing. There's just music playing for an entire song and it won't tell me what they're saying. It just has, it, it was so frustrating. And so annoying. And this is such a problem. In the captioning, subtitling world. And it drives me crazy. So I had to rant about it. Um, But this is such a... 
such a common problem when when you are captioning something. Captions and subtitles are different. Subtitles are for when the language is different than the audio being spoken. Captions are wh- whatever sound is occurring in this project. But captions, oftentimes the captioning company won't let you caption other languages, even if you speak it, for the captioners. Uh, they have a bunch of rules that they have to follow, but not all of them do. Like the F... I don't remember what the agency is, but the FEMA? broadcast agency... FEMA. 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 Uh, has a set of rules that they have to follow. Not all of them follow all the rules. It's just so frustrating as a person who depends on captioning to consume content that like there's so many hurdles especially around foreign languages being featured in shows and movies because of this person who you know understands more languages than just english if i was hearing and the person on screen was speaking in spanish or russian or whatever like, I have a basic understanding of these languages, and I would know what's going on. But since they won't caption it, I miss out on that information that I would have had if I was hearing. It was really frustrating that basically deaf people aren't treated as competent, and we're not given access to as much information as hearing people. It's really frustrating, and captioning agencies need to do better. So that's my rant. Encanto story, beautiful viewing experience as a deaf person. Awful. Oh yeah, hopefully it'll that be sucks. better. Yeah, that sucks because like you would think in that kind of movie they would do a better job with that because it is a Spanish movie. Yeah. <laughs> you would right, think the exactly. captioning it's- would be like their top priority for that stuff. When you're telling a story where language is a fundamental part of that story, when you're telling a story so deeply rooted in, like, Latina culture and being expressed in Spanish, a priority should be providing accurate captioning. And you have the script. Like, you have the script. You know what they're saying. Just put it in the caption. Mm. I agree. Right now, uh, Fee uh, just said that there's a crazy ice storm right now where she is. Uh, so, you know, you know what thing one will help there, Fee? You know what will help? FEMA will help there. They are yeah. the official sponsors <laughs> of the podcast today. Yeah. So FEMA. If, you ever, if you need help, Fee, just call on FEMA. They'll bring a tent to your house. Yeah, and, they'll uh, jab they'll you with a needle. I don't yeah, know whether you work. need it or not. They'll make it work. Uh on the next thing, uh, one one movie I'm really really excited about that's coming out soon is the um, is the it's it's the one that's in it's like in Canada she's like turns into like a big red panda, and uh, I think it's a Pixar it's, movie. Yeah, it's called Big Red. I think Big um, Red. I think yeah, yeah I'm God. really looking forward to that movie. I can't wait till that movie comes out. Um, just remind me of Pixar, so that's why. Um, coming to Disney Plus, Turning Red is the name of the movie. Turning Red, that's what it was. Yes, yes. Turning Red. So, uh, Mario, you watched a classic. Well, it was a classic, but now it is a brand new movie. Yeah, it's a recall. We just want want to keep bringing these things back from the dead. 
Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, we yeah. did like like we we got we we told we told them that evil was going to die tonight, but you know, evil what? still lived. What did we bring back from um, the dead? Oh, how boy. was uh how was Scream 2022? Oh. Yes. Scream 2022. I am a massive massive Scream fan ever since I first saw it in the 90s. Uh I've always had a sort of fondness for it for both the actors themselves. I think the actors in that movie are phenomenal. Um, as well as just the character and the idea and the way that the story is written. Um, and then going back as an adult and rediscovering that it's all making fun of all these tropes from all these previous horror movies that I also loved as well. It's absolutely a genius work of art. Um, and of course spawned many sequels. It's now, this is technically the fifth sequel. The last one, Scream 4, um, is actually my second favorite out of the group because it recontextualized the first one in sort of what would be back then were considered reboots. But now we're in a new era where it's elevated horror. And so this is them making commentary on elevated horror movies like Hereditary, uh, Midsummer, Babadook, you know, like Us, uh, all those films. Baba Duke, noted queer icon. <laughs> noted queer icon, Baba Duke, of course. Um, and they basically do a really phenomenal job of assessing what a requel is in the Scream franchise. Um, even though they literally just had their reboot, the last movie, which is hilarious. So they managed to tell the story again a third time. Um, but they did it in such a smart, ingenious way with the characters and who they are. And this time, Scream 4 was very much like you're still following the same characters that you've been following since the first one. This one was centraling the new characters, which was so smart. So you're actually following a new set of people that just so happened then to be reacclimated into from the original movies are coming in as well. And where they are in their, in their lives at this point. It's a beautiful time capsule film that literally goes from the 90s to the 2000s all the way up until now. To me, this do we, is... Do we get some Courtney Cox references? Courtney Cox is in the Courtney movie. Cox? Oh, she's, she's in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Courtney Co like you're, the, Some original cast members are in the movie. And it's awesome for them to come back. But it's also what's terrifying about the movie. And then whenever they do a new one of these, I'm always terrified when my favorite characters might be next. And that's the part of the, the journey of the film, of course, is it's figuring out who's doing it, why they're doing it, and what happens to your favorite characters when they're on the chopping block. And honestly, this movie does so well. And it's by the people. If you've ever seen a movie called Ready or Not, it is phenomenal. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's the, by the guys who did that, did this one. This is the only screen movie that was not directed by Wes Craven. Wedding one. Yes. It's where, uh, the lady is marrying into a family that uh, owns like, uh, trading cards and they have to play a game. The game is ready or not. She has to survive, uh, to the end of the night. If not, uh, demons will take their souls. It's great. You got to watch it. It's fantastic. Stars Samantha weaving. I absolutely have a crush on her. Um, so they did this. This is their this is their take now on 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 Scream, and they honored Wes Craven from front to back with all the references, all the little nuances, all the little changes, and they told a really great story. That if Scream continued, I would be all for it, and I'm so happy for where they are in the series. I did I did a video with spoilers uh, on my YouTube channel over there at YouTube um, that Mario Rivera, and uh, yeah, fantastic. The video is just called Scream. We don't know what Scream it is. It'll be any of the Screams. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just called Scream. It's just called Scream. 
I believe I think I titled it like um, a love letter soaked in blood or something. Yeah, I think I saw it. I think I saw it on. uh, on, uh, That was suggested in the AI thing, and I was like, "Oh, that's smart. I like that." (laughs) That sounds that sounds very Stephen King noted author. Yeah, that sounds sounds very Stephen King esque or King esque, I guess. Mario is now going back and grabbing something. I'm, I bet it's his book. It's his book. <laughs> it's his book. We, all, we all know it's his book. How do you uh, not? How, how do you, you not have any organization at all times? No. How do you not have this at your desk at, at your beck and call at any time? I thought I did. No, I guess I do not. I have my divorce book in the other room. I can show you that one. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're gonna jump into some games that that we've been playing. Slide, you were playing If Found. What is this game? If Found. Apparently, um, so uh, <laughs> for those who yeah. don't know, I am on day two of a gnarly migraine, and I was trying to remember what game I had played this week, and I was describing it, and I'm like, it's like about space. It's super queer. It's set in Ireland, I think. And Mario literally Googles futuristic Irish queer game and got If Found, which is the game I played this week. It is very good. It's a beautiful story. Um, It's like very queer. It's about space. It's like kind of interactive visual novel-esque kind of um gameplay but the story is beautiful it's you know like about the journey to accepting yourself and found family and all that great queer stuff um i highly recommend everybody play it not just queer folks who can relate to it i think um the storytelling style is really interesting and it's a fun um gameplay style um so if you like artsy indie story games this is right up your alley um so yeah it was really fun it came out in like 2020 i got it on a sale a while back a i was looking for something super cozy and this filled that that want in my soul so yeah heck yeah yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it looks uh, really cool. Shout out to Annapurna for making some of the best games out there. Shout out yeah. to Annapurna for producing literally all the best indie games. <laughs> On that note, let's go to. I, I don't know if this is by Annapurna Mario, but we're gonna talk about. You're gonna talk. You're gonna tell me about inscription because I wouldn't be starting this game next week. Yeah, I'm a little sad that Fee's not here because Fee is the one that gave it to me as a gift, um, which. We saw, I believe, it during a Devolver. I believe their Devolver, Devolver showcase. Yes, Devolver, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I remember, like, whoa, that looks terrifying. I don't know if I want to play it because it looks spooky. Um, whatever. But it's a card game. Um, and the more and more people talked about it, and we people uh, went on about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I definitely want to try this. Every time it came up on sale, I was ready to pull the trigger, but I didn't. But luckily, uh, Fee came in and clutch and actually gifted it to me as a Christmas gift. So I spent a oh. good weekend. We lost him. Oh, oh no! We lost there was, him. Up, there was something with the clutch. Oh, there How we about go. Now? Hey, okay. Oh. There we go. Came in clutch, and uh, I don't know what happened there. Uh, but basically, uh, I've been spending a weekend playing the game, and I have to say, goddamn, this would have made my top five uh, if I 
uh, went back into my video and uh, did it because this game is crazy. It's weird. It's got very interesting art styles. It has more than just one. That's all I'll say. And the game mechanics from the beginning all the way up to the end are constantly being adaptive and responding to you in a way that I find fascinating and the way that you think you're comfortable and safe and then you're not safe. And it does such a great job of those little elements that constantly puts you on edge and keeps you going. And as a card game, it is, it has all the same elements that I love, like, you know, sacrifices, like in say like a Yu-Gi-Oh or, uh, you know, spending mana points to summon creatures. Like it has all those things from like magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and all those can other, say, can I say you've activated my trap card? 100%. There's yeah. trap cards in this bitch and uh, abilities and stuff like that. And it has dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's you just I fucking love Yu-Gi-Oh, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> the one thing else, you know, it's funny you say that. There's a, I'm not going to say how you do it, but there is a way you can create your own cards and you can name them. And so you can name it like Three Eyes White, White, White Dragon or whatever you want to call it. And uh, Three I Eyes it, White what? I, you can name it whatever. I, I'm t- listen, I didn't get a chance <laughs> so to tell this story. I didn't get a chance to tell the story. It's a little hard for me to breathe. Because I, during Christmas break, got COVID or possibly COVID. Uh, not confirmed because I wasn't tested. But I, it's been a bitch to brief ever since uh, getting uh, somewhat better. So I'm trying my best. So if I'm saying wrong words, it's because I'm stupid and also that. <laughs> um, but ultimately, hey, over here. Dumb, I need FEMA. But I need also FEMA. I can't breathe. That too. <laughs> that too. And I have a cat that just uh, will not go away. Peter. Fuck Peter. <laughs> Fuck Peter, bring FEMA. Bring FEMA. Yeah. <laughs> FEMA, where you at? Give me FEMA, that. DM me right now. I need the pen. Paper plate and a toast and cheese. Give what? me that. That was Fire Festival. <laughs> yeah, the Fire Festival. Fire Festival uh-huh. used uh, FEMA tents, uh, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yes, inscription. Fantastic game. I heavily recommend it to anyone that is even basically interested in just what the story is. Because I find the That's story why fascinating. I'm interested. I don't like deck builders, so this the, the whole reason why I'm gonna play this is because of the story. Yes, and I thought I, I will. Yeah, I will play this game because it's, I'm not a deck builder. Because I still have to play Runeterra at some point. I'm not. I'm not a deck builder person, but because of the story, seems very fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm excited to jump into it. And this is the first game I've played of this guy. His name's Dan Mullins, I believe. He's apparently done several other games that are all connected in a universe. Um, this has those elements. And I it was curious, and it made me wanted to possibly explore his other games and see what is the grander universe uh, happening around here, because there's certain references and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't recommend this enough. Um, if you're a puzzle solver, enjoy because there's so many puzzles in this game. Yeah, which I'm, that that is also something I'm really excited about are puzzles. Yes, huge witness fan over here. Everybody everybody needs to be witness. You'll you'll have a blast with that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm starting it next week. Uh, I need to get through uh, Bloodborne, which will be probably done this weekend, if anything. And then uh, I got to go through Dark Souls 3. But and then I got to go through Nier as well. But again, I'll probably jump between because like uh, Inscription is like what? Like a two to three? Like maybe it's no. an eight hour game? No. no, no. Hold on. Let me see what my clock was. 
Well, to be fair, I failed a lot, so that's that's also a possibility. But I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to play this on stream. That's the only thing. I don't know. I mean, it might be fun, but you you will lose a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to. So that's still gonna be up in the air for me if I if I'm gonna play it on stream. Yeah, I don't know if I want to lose. I don't mind losing. I just like I don't know if I'm gonna get enough of the story. Like if I'm gonna absorb enough of the story. I yeah, finished the game in seventeen hours. Seventeen hours. Okay. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'll ask Fee about it as well, about uh how it would be like for like stream wise and stuff like that. And if it's like you it's, know, I I don't I don't want to miss and like the story beats to that game. No, for sure, but also there's uh roguelike elements to it where it's sort of like you're you know, you have to beat a certain amount of bosses to do a certain thing, so that might be something you'd be interested in doing. So I don't know, maybe. Fee, is it is it should I play this on stream? She's in the chat right now. I didn't. I could have done that, but I chose not to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's something that I'm thinking about. Because it took over. I, I lost an entire day to the game. So yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm getting texts in Russian, and it was for the wrong group chat. What the hell? Speaking <laughs> Russian. Alexis texted me. No, Alexis yeah, you... texted the group chat in Russian, and I was I was trying to read it. I got part of it. I got like half the message, and I was like, I don't know what the rest of this says. And Alexis was like, I texted the wrong group chat. It's fine. Okay. She, if he wants to jump into voice chat, she could jump in, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it won't affect the video. It won't affect the video. Okay. Come on, come Chaos on in. Hours in here. Yeah, come on in. The news, we don't barely, barely have any news. Hi. So. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Yellow about inscription. Tell Hi. us more. Hi, everybody. So inscription, oh. like you guys know, was one of my top games of 2021. Um, when it comes to streaming it, I might not recommend streaming it because it's an experience that I feel like you need to do like kind of like one-to-one with the game because there's a lot of aspects of it that just like... I feel as though you might lose a little bit of the magic if you're streaming it, because I know that when you're streaming it, you also need to like be paying attention to chat and stuff. Whereas with this game, there's so many different elements. Um, and I think Mar Mario can also attest to this, that you really need to make sure that you're paying attention. Like, yes, it is a card game. Yes, it's like a deck builder, but there's a lot of different things where you're like, oh, what the fuck there are definitely a lot of great moments where i think would do really well on stream but at the same time i personally didn't stream it be and i'm kind of happy i didn't because of the way that the gameplay is um it is insane um i might I, record yourself playing it which would be fun yeah you could record that would be a great idea i yeah. think recording yourself there is also a beta that just recently came out um, we'll not talk about the name of the beta, but the beta itself is kind of like if you wanted to go back and maybe play it on stream. Um, but yeah, it's, I could it's, do it like I could do it like a let's play kind of type thing. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know what? You this cut all the times perfect, you lost. Perfect. This is one of the most perfect games to play as a let's play because yeah. I think there's you'll have some great reactions that I think will do really well when it comes to YouTube videos. Yes, I just think. 
Twitch streaming it is just not the best thing. However, you are more than welcome to play it, and I can just watch you play it on Discord because, like, <laughs> I've already played it, and I'm not going to say anything. But, like, no, it's it's so awesome that they took, like, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you. And that's why, like, when I explained it in my Game of the Year, that it was very, like, almost cryptic, like, cryptic, because yeah. I didn't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that just a lot of elements of it you'll really enjoy. I think it's yeah. definitely right up your alley. Um, and yeah, I think you guys should definitely play it. I know, and even the people who are listening right now, as me, as a um, disbodied like voice, I guess, uh, it is a. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. And I know the people listening right now are probably like, why did you come on here to provide a cryptic explanation? You need to play the game to understand. Because if I said anything, it would spoil things, and I don't want to do that. Um, it was just yeah. really, really well done. There's a reason yeah. why in your game of the year trailer and and for that that there's a very selective use of footage in there too. Um, yeah. that is only representative of the first half of the game. Yeah. No, I honestly, Mario was like, I Mario was talking about wanting to play Inscription, and I'm like, here, play the game. I want I at least want someone to talk to. And this was before <laughs> I got to talk with Mike over at Six One Indie, yeah, um, and uh, Harry, and it was really great, great talking to them because it is very difficult. Also, there is a specific screenshot that I took that I cannot show a specific someone until they play the game, and so y'all need to play the game. So oh I yeah, screenshot. Yeah, I got oh, some no. of those too. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing right, I was, I'm excited. I'm excited. The only two things that I will say, and then that'll be the end of it for me, is one, I had I did not expect to have 17 hours in the game. I actually thought the game was going to be way shorter. Uh, and uh, two, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I literally just had it. It's not, it's gone. It's totally gone. Never mind. Oh, oh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, I had a, a level part where something happened, and I went, "Oh my god, that's incredible!" It happened again in here. And I don't want to reveal it. It's near the end. It's so good. But continue. I I, I, I think I, I know exactly. I texted you directly. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, no. I can't oh, believe they did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of funny because I was receiving messages way too late at night from Mario. And I woke up to this, like, <laughs> this guy. Like, because I, I asked played him. played like, 5 how, in the morning. Like, I'm like, how long did, like how, like, how much have you gone through? And so he says a specific point. I'm like, okay. And then I'm getting messages, like, when I wake up. And he's like, it's done. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> 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 this guy did the same thing I did. Because I, I, I didn't plan on finishing it when I sat down. Like one night, I was just like, okay, I've gotten to a particular point. I didn't plan on finishing the game. I sat there, finished it. It was way too late in the morning, and it's one of those games where you just sit there. It's almost as if like you read a book, like, and it was like a really great book, and like crazy stuff happens, and you just sit there, and you're like, "What is life?" That's the type of game this is. Um, So (laughs) I cannot wait to get more people to play this game. And just because it was from 2021 does not mean you don't need to play the game. I know some people are like, I just want to play new games. And I know that there's a lot of new games coming out over the next few weeks. But February, February is when the actual shit drops. Like that, yeah. as we have until February to. Okay, so you got 15 days. Here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rainbow Six Seas Extraction. I'm so sorry. We're halfway through the month, my dude. I, I know. But it's crazy to me. Crazy to me. Yeah. We're already halfway through. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to try to play as much of these other games as I can until Horizon and Elden Ring and everything else comes out. At yeah. One, in, I would love to. I, I, I would love to play this game if Mario actually went offline on the Steam. Oh yeah, go offline right now. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, Let's see if an extra library shows up. Uh, fee, one thing I will say, uh, I know you have Ice Storm right now over there. Um, we do. Yeah. So yeah. we Power we put we shaking windows going. Um, it's good. Also, fun fact: up until this year, I didn't know that um Blizzard thunderstorms happen because that's currently happening as well. Because as I popped yeah. in here, a huge flash of light happened, and I know it's not a transformer because there wasn't a large no- large noise. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is great. That just adds on to the ambiance of terror that's currently shaking my windows. So, um, really so we, so I reached out to our sponsor, uh, FEMA, yeah. and so they'll, they'll 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 be bringing their tent over to your house yeah. soon. So just in case something happens, uh, yeah. FEMA will be there in in, in no time. I so, love uh, the fact that every time I've missed the podcast, apparently some unexpected, <laughs> like, world, like, crashing disaster is happening to me. And technically right uh-huh. now, there is a really bad, time. like, ice storm slash blizzard. Uh, yeah. So. Don't I worry. Guess. FEMA will be out there to help you. Thank you, yeah. guys. I really yeah. appreciate Believe it. Believe me. We've dispatched them. They're gonna bring. They're gonna bring ham and cheese sandwiches for yeah, you. Okay. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Yes. I was hoping. Um, I, was, I told them to. I told them, I told them to bring some bubbly. They had no idea what it was. So hopefully that happens. I. I mean. Yeah. We'll Honestly, see. I just, yeah. Hope just bring that flat they bring ginger ale. Flat ginger also, ale. if you uh, if you have Schweppes. Amazon, you have Amazon Prime. You have Twitch Prime. Give a free sub to your favorite streamers. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everybody does. Yeah. That. Give, give it. Give it to the streamers that have. You no. know. Uh, FEMA sponsorship. Come on, that's right. Yeah. Sponsored yeah. by FEMA. FEMA's not paying good money over here. We need your prime money. To <laughs> yeah, <do>. FEMA oh, <laughs> no. is sponsorship by name. They haven't really paid us anything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Screw over, Daddy Bezos. Give us uh, your free Twitch train. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's nuts, guys. Well, well I thank you for it. being here. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate mm. it. I'll, I'll be in the chat. I might hop in on another thing because you know what? I have opinions. You have um, opinions about what? When should I hail you? Hours, you know? Is it the NFTs one? Fine. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. All right. On to the next thing. Yes. Uh, we got. Uh, Frank and I have still been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Spoiler alert, guys. We've yeah. Been, Shocker. We, we're still playing. Uh, I've now got like over like 1,400 hours in this game, I think. Hold on. I'll tell you uh, exactly right now. Christ. 1,370 hours. 1,370. Uh, the world, of, the, the life of an MMO player, you know? It truly um, is the end of days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got through the entire expansion. We're going through the raids this coming Monday. We got a group all set up, ready to go through every week now. For, well, for at least for the first week, we're going to see how it goes with everybody. And if they enjoy it, so it, that's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Um, and then uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add when it comes to Final Fantasy, Frank. Not really. I mean, uh, um, Final Fantasy is still Final Fantasy. It still plays really well. It's still really fun. And we have uh, a lot of stuff to do yeah. in this game still. So there's still a lot of content to kind of get through. I can't wait to hear that all on uh, Fantasy in Progress, which you can find right here at YouTube.com slash Point in Progress. So, Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Um, I'm now known on yeah. Now, now Fee is also known on her server as like there. There's there's a whole thing in this game where you do like hunts around the entire like all the like the new maps and stuff like that. And she's somehow in two weeks or like a, like three weeks, 
snaked her way into this like inner circle into the community yeah of uh she's now known as uh xeranix the war beast there you go there we go yeah there we go um and then uh also i've been playing bloodborne again so i started bloodborne yesterday is like my red shocker for for a at least it's not sekiro no at least it's not sekiro Uh, but it's it's all the all the Soulsborne games that I've been I've been trying to play all the Soulsborne games before Elden Ring comes out, and I have two left. I have Bloodborne and I have Dark Souls three left, so I'll be finishing those uh, be, uh, before February twenty fifth, I think it is. Well, I'll hold that to you. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but with that, with that, with that. Let's. That's the end of the checkpoint. Yes. Let's go on to the patch notes, Frank. What you got for us? It what is time. Got? It is time for the patch notes. It is time. Um, I we don't really have a lot of crazy news this week in terms of just like what companies have been doing and everything like that. Um, it, it's actually been kind of a a really sparse week for news, but there was one big thing that happened this week, and that is. Uh, our first article this week, and our first article comes from Windows Central's Brendan Lowry. Uh, Halo Xbox 360 servers have been shut down, ending an era. So it is truly an end of an era, guys. Last week, Microsoft announced it would be pulling legacy Xbox 360 servers for the Halo series on January 13th. Fans, of course, flooded in to get one more game in and even help someone get their last achievement before the server shut down on Halo 3, ODST, Halo 4. Uh, what, what, what am I missing here? Halo Reach. And basically, every Halo game on 360, you can no longer play online with people anymore. It is it is truly the end. <laughs> That's exactly 07s in chat. 07s. It's Halo. about to, no, I'm just kidding. That, that, that's it. I mean, it was bound to happen at some point, yeah. right? It's worth mentioning you can still play these games in in the Master Chief Collection, but they're not the same. Halo Three has like a bunch of stuff added to it now, and it you know it's it is what it is. But if you wanted to play it in its original format, it's gone. And it I mean, you can, sucks. Play, you can still play the old game, but you just can't play multiplayer, right? Um, yeah, you yeah. can still do lands and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's but still- like the whole Halo Three. You know, it, 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 I think is one of those games that like started off being the the, the couch co-op game, but like it's definitely one of those games that was just like, yeah, it, this is the online multiplayer game. You know what I mean? Like I've put so many hours into that game online; it's insane. Halo Two was my Halo Three. I got into it somewhat, but Halo th- Halo Two was my was my jam. Yeah, Halo Two is one hundred percent the progenitor of all of this. But uh, Halo Three, I think, was the one that brought us into the next generation um, when it was yeah, because that was for the three sixty, right? That was for the three sixty. Three sixty then became more eligible for people to like record clips and stuff like that for future references and stuff like that. So I remember back in the day watching all these MLG players do awesome uh, clips or you know crazy weird stuff. Or uh, this is also the beginning of like customizing with Forge and, and things like that. Like those communities grew up from this. You know all the wacky races, the recreations of old levels, the you know all that came together. Griffball uh, created originally in this uh, game mode as well within uh, Forge. So a lot of stuff pre-generated into Halo or was also in Halo Three that made it so special um as well as my favorite game in the series so far still 
So, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I was there at the beginning and I was not there at the end because that was a long time. But yeah, you, know, uh, you know, I don't think you have a 360 ready uh, up and running, do you? No. Well, I have the Series X. I could have done. I could have just jumped straight up. Uh, no, you could have jumped in. Yeah, um, but it's fine because I, I I've moved on. I've put down that torch. Is is stake in the ground. Laid it to yeah, rest. I mean, like I said, you Salute. can still play Halo Three technically through Master Chief Collection, but that Halo Three is kind of re- like just weird. Um, it looks like you're double dabbing. Double dabbing. <laughs> so yeah, salute to. Uh, and watch. I watched the documentary actually for the Xbox. It was something I didn't talk about because it's been so long. But I did watch the mm. documentary on the Xbox uh, creation, and su- uh, such a big up to Halo Three was in there as well. So yeah, it's 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 part of the history. It's part of the the reason why people love an Xbox to this day. And yeah, yeah, strong from two thousand seven, man. Since two thousand seven. I mean, it was the reason why I got an Xbox from the get go was Halo. Like it was mm. it, that was the main game. And then everything kind of snowballed after that. That we went to like uh, we went to Call of Duty that Call way Duty. as well, because like 360 was Call of Duty, like the, the 360 yeah. and Call of Duty was like yeah. synonymous with each other. Modern Warfare, and, Modern Warfare Two, yeah, yeah. Like you never, ops. you really never saw people playing on PlayStation. You always saw people playing on 360, and then for the most part, yeah. I guess, yeah, and then and then it kind of switched over in, in later generations, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then, then they get, they got some JRPGs and stuff like that, but yeah, so like Halo, Halo is a huge thing. Which yeah, I can see why that's a big milestone for a lot of people when it comes to their servers and stuff. But yeah, again, you can play these all on Master Chief Collection. But like, yeah, you can still play these. New stuff yeah. that they've added to that game. Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, to be the only thing it's they've added vanilla, was new skins. But... Yeah, it's not the vanilla version of it, but it's got new skins. It's got new uh, looks to it. But other than that, it's pretty much very much how you remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest piece of news that's happened this week. Everything else is kind of just tidbits, guys. Well, we um, we, we speculation. Yeah. We got we got a couple. I want to I want to talk before we get to the tidbits because uh, I don't. We got to at least pad a little bit more of this part out, you know. Yeah. I want to I want to I want to go over uh, a couple of things. There's two things because uh, I I recorded my show, my new show, like my little uh, write up stuff that I do every week, and I finish it. It's coming out tomorrow. Uh, about PSVR two that got announced. Oh yeah, I mean, right? I, I think that was that before the end of the happened. week. It was, but it still happened. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, it, I, I I want this to be something big, but I I don't think we're. Gonna, I think we're gonna go in the same route that we've always went with PlayStation VR. Oh no, one hundred percent, Sony. I, I said this on Twitter as soon as they announced it. It could be the Bugatti of fucking VR headsets, but if Sony doesn't <laughs> realize why the PSVR one, why people really didn't like the PSVR one, was because they just didn't support it. it I mean, PSVR one, it was good software. It it yeah. worked. It worked really well, surprisingly. I mean, other than having a box tethered to it and then having problems with that box, obviously Sony. But it seems like they're already fixing this issue with the VR two. Yeah, it's just a one um, wire now that goes into your PS5. Yeah, which makes sense because if you look at the front of the PS5, there's a there's a USB C port there. It's got to be used for something, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, as long they got to support it, they have to. They got to stop this mentality of hey, let's throw out really good hardware, but like leave the support part to other people, because if a company had to say hey, unless I'm getting paid by Sony, 
why would I even take a chance to make a VR title specifically for a Sony headset? You know what I mean? I got to learn their yeah. architecture. I got to learn their control scheme. Got to pu- got to put it on their dev kit. You know what I mean? It's like, why do all that work when you're not w- with diminishing returns? What possible diminishing returns, right? Yeah. Um, that's why Valve, when they did Half Life Alex, they they launched it alongside a helmet, but they also made sure every he- uh, VR headset possible is able to play that game. That's that can't be said for every VR headset for every game that's currently on the market. Um, but Valve spent a lot of money in R and D doing that. Not every company is going to be able to do that. So P- like Sony has to support this first party wise if they want it to succeed. And I and I exactly that that's actually a good point because. I think this is an opportunity for them to re basically um, add to their catalog with game attached, like things that can be attached. Like for instance, they have that horizon uh, big thing that they're announced Call that, of the mountain, call the mountain. But then you can imagine there'd be something for Spider-Man. You can imagine something there for whatever the last of us ends up being. Um, maybe their connections with Capcom comes back and they have more VR support there. Bring VR I, support for Resident Evil Four. I hope there. so. I hope so. But we 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 could have said that for PSVR One. We could have said that for that too. We absolutely could. I just wonder if they just didn't have the resources for it back then and all the, the extra stuff. But I don't know. I, I mean, like the with, controller look. I like the controller look. They they're they're finally upgrading from the wands, which is yeah. kind of nice. Yes. In terms of RE4 VR, I doubt that's going to happen on anything probably that isn't PC, just because of the exclusivity stuff with with metaverse and shit like that. Sure. Uh, that was that was from what I from what I know, and I could be wrong on this. It was built from the ground up to work on an Oculus Quest, not necessarily on PC VR. Not saying it's not possible that they eventually that Capcom just says, "Hey, our licensing deal's over," and we now have a version of it for like Steam VR and stuff like that. But like, just judging on how like that dev went i don't know if i don't know if that's going to show up on any other platform yeah but um i'm speculating this thing's going to be like 400 bucks usd right yeah last one was 400 right last yeah, one was 500 500 500 so yeah. it might be yeah it might be the same getting a ps5 is hard enough right now so you put that on yeah. top of that you're spending what a thousand dollars on uh like 1100 bucks on a console plus playstation vr it's a lot it's a lot a lot, it's a, that's a steep investment. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of bones. And I, I we talked about this like just randomly uh, while we're playing Final Fantasy. Is if you want a Sony, if you're listening to this, whoever the fuck's running your VR division, hear me out on this, right? Just make it work on PC. Just let it be a like you could use it on PlayStation. There's exclusive stuff for PlayStation. It's only exclusive if you plug it into the PlayStation. And you can have your games on there. You can have your own ecosystem of first parties. But let people plug it into their PC and use it as like a Steam VR headset if they wanted to. Let it be dual purpose. I understand it, it. It may not work against your bottom line of everything has to be within the Sony ecosystem exclusive. But if if you want that thing to sell like crazy, but I mean, I that's feel the like way. They're getting away from that, like with maybe the with you know we're seeing some of these older games being pushed i was gonna bring that up to get more involved in that ecosystem i i think i think playstation is finally getting out of that mindset that everything has to be exclusive for them to push units Mm -hmm. hopefully and i think i i'm sure it would be a pain in the ass to code to make it you know work for uh, PlayStation and for PC, but I think it would really help p- 
push units of the PSVR two. Like yeah, so let many people, people use it, use both. VR, but they're not gonna get it just for one. It, for that one would that would help system. with the affordability yeah. as well, right? Because you it just then, then you'd only have to spend four to five hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars on a console plus that. And like every every computer has a USB C slot now, pretty much. So no, you yeah. just plug it into the USB uh, C part of it, and then you're good to go. Yeah, they, just need the power they just need the yeah. power source. They just need the power source. But I mean, even like the Oculus Quest runs off just one USB C power. You know yeah. what I mean? Just one one USB C port straight in it can do the game, it can do streaming, and it can do power like all in one. It's it's USB C has changed the game when it comes to like VR headsets. And I feel like if if Sony just locks this to a PS Five, it'll end up just like the PS VR One, where like yeah, you'll get. Every now and again, you'll get a port from another company that, like, you know, like super hot or something like that. You know what I mean? Porting over to the PS5. You might get your, uh, uh, every now and again, your your Hitman or your other Sony exclusive. But for the most part... That's like Sony first party you'll get every now and then. And then yeah. about it. You just yeah. need to, like, they honestly, they just need to stop treating their peripherals like they treated the Vita. Yeah. I understand <laughs> the Vita sold crazily, but it's not because of what Sony did. Because it's what everybody else did to support that system. More JRPGs, more like things that like you know Indie actually games. use the Vita hardware. Yeah. They had some games like Killzone and Killzone, Killzone, and- Resistance, <laughs> and like Golden Abyss, well, Uncharted, yeah, Golden Freedom Abyss. Warriors. Um, yeah, you know. but really, it was like I'm going to play Guacamelee on this. I'm going to play uh, what is that? Uh, Hotline Miami. I'm going to play yeah. uh, Undertale. Which was later or Persona Four, you know what I mean? Persona like JRPGs and like there. indies really kind of elevated the P- the PS Vita, and Sony never really did anything with it. And then when I bought a PSVR, I was like, "Man, dude, Sony's gonna make some crazy ass games with this. It's gonna be awesome." They made a gun that they never used anything with. Yeah, uh, they made uh, they, they still used the fucking PS3 ones, which I was okay with. And then like there was nothing. It was radio silence for for years. I, honestly. Maybe to put a cap on this, but basically, I think the major thing this thing needs right off the gate is it needs a major title or titles to make me even titles. care. It needs titles. Yeah, but I but I'm just one. But the it title, but the one. title that like the weight of the title that I want is like an Alex, like a project. Yeah, Alex. yeah. Like it needs to be something like that. Yeah. Um, Which is what we're probably expecting from Horizon Call of the Mountain, because yeah. this thing is built strictly for the PSVR too. I'm hoping Horizon isn't just because from what I've seen in at least the trailers, it looks kind of like a roller coaster ride. But it seems like it seems like they're gonna make more stuff to do in there. So I hope it isn't just like stand in place and shoot things and have yeah. a boat move you around we, and in, stuff like that. Insomniac actually has some decent uh, VR input that I'm hoping that yes they apply that to uh, PlayStation. But like like I was I made a reference to Spider Man earlier, but I saw a video on TikTok that looked cool of this idea of like him swinging around different things and like going through like banisters and it looked really was it, cool. Was it him and this guy singing Hero at the same time? It was not that one. Not that video. No, not it was not that TikTok. No, not that TikTok. So some of the some of the stuff that they that they showed off we'll, we'll put a cap on it after this but they, they showed off that it was um it's gonna be high fidelity 4k with hdr it's got 110 uh field of view degrees of field of view it's got 3d audio haptic feedback adaptive triggers on the controller and stuff like that so it's got all the bells and whistles that the ps5 has when it comes to like the adaptive triggers and the haptic stuff and all that kind of uh, the 3D yeah. audio and all that kind of shit so the headset having haptic feedback is something i think I don't know what the headset gonna, does. 
I, I, I'm I mean, pretty sure that headset does. Yeah. The, the, does it? Okay. Yeah. The uh, apparently the I headset has. I mean, they would probably just put rumble Shake motors your brain. in there. Shake your brain. Honestly. Yeah. Or just like something to like, you know, alert you that you're like hitting something. Like if you hit a wall or something like that, you like feel it on your head or something. There's there's ways you can make it make it work. Haptics are a big thing right now with VR. Everybody's trying to figure out how you can elevate it's just a, it's the same VR. Thing now, just in general. I in my mind, I yeah. scoffed at that, but I remember there was that 40x theater where they punch you in the back when people get stabbed on screen. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound pleasant they, at all. They, they straight up donkey punch you every time. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's it's weird because like everybody's uh, th- that's the big thing with VR. Everybody, we've already hit the point of VR where like okay, the goggles are good. Even like the cheap end of goggles are really good. Everything has inside out tracking for the most part, other than like obviously the Steam VR. But the, they're probably going to come out with a version that has inside out tracking. Um, and that everybody's kind of already at the same playing field. So now the new playing field is haptics, and we're starting to see gloves that like actually give you resistance to what you're touching yeah. so you actually feels like you're touching things uh body suits that can make you feel cold and hot and somebody touches you and stuff like that like we're, we're that's the big <laughs> and the other thing people are trying to figure out movement <laughs> how do you move in vr without throwing uh, up yeah without absolutely getting wrecked yeah VR is in a, in a very weird spot. So Sony coming in and giving some like really cool hardware, especially with some of their haptic stuff, I think is going to be a cool game changer if it isn't just tied to the PlayStation 5. Real quick, Sly, what do you think about that on accessibility level of all the things that Frank just says, which were the haptic feedback? <laughs> I, I'm always... Imagine winning the... With VR, I get really bad motion sickness from regular games. Like I, I know I'm super sensitive, so I could never really get behind VR for me, and I don't do well with sensory stuff. I have a lot of sensory issues, and so I, I, it would be a struggle to make that something I could tolerate. Um, I, it's a really interesting concept. Like, it, you're right. It's the next step in immersion. Is that haptic that tactile feedback um but i i there's there's so many problems that could pop up with that related to accessibility so many different people have different reactions different types of input that could be really negative or harmful so i it would definitely be a balancing act i think um but it's it's a fascinating concept. It's really interesting, you know, hardware that people are coming up with. It's just, I don't know, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing on the PlayStation, the big big thing on that. If I I, I just remember this right now, it it's supposed to have built-in eye tracking. Yes. So uh, it's supposed to be able to uh, discern whether you're, what you're looking at and actually apparently. It, enable you to open menus and do other things by just looking at things and just like you could select it with your actual eyes apparently the technology has been around for a while if i remember correctly yeah. i watched a video on this like two weeks ago i don't remember when they announced this I is mean, like what I week or two they announced it, announced it ago right I when did they announce this it's been used for accessibility for yeah. ages yeah. Yeah. like that's that's that software has been around forever 
So it's yeah. really interesting to see but it applied. Does that now yeah, mean that, that that's there's a interesting camera? To see it applied to something big. So like, I mean, there's like a camera a, now like a looking at your eyes. Is that was that what that means now? That there's a camera. I imagine from, from what I know is probably the the PSI and the camera itself that is that is um, t- taking into your eye movement. I'm guessing. Unless yeah. it's in the in the device itself, I believe it's in the it. I believe it's in the device itself because this isn't the first one to have this have this feature either. Um, oh, no. Like some experimental headsets have had it. I think it uses IR, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It, what, however, Toby eye tracking works is probably how it works, just on the smaller scale inside a helmet. Mm. But I don't know how. Like like it, it now that Harm like talks about it, it doesn't really make sense for it to be inside the headset because there's no. There's no light in there, which would make me think IR, but well, the blasting you don't really of the screens, IR maybe blasting you in the eyes, huh? The screens, who knows? Blasting, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> this is not there, the, there is a way. There is a way. But yeah, like Sly said, it's it's like technology like that finally showing up in more mainstream uh, things. You know what I mean? It, it's we're we're finally getting there to some of this technology, and I mean CES has been crazy this this month with some of the stuff they've shown. I want off. that monitor. You see that monitor? It Which curves, one, the Samsung one? It curves up like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that for, for uh, eye tracker, they use IR. IR, okay. IR camera. Okay. For Is it IR external or IR internal? Uh, there's four cameras for the headset for control. I think it's an it's an external uh, camera. How I, I wonder how they would get your... I guess you would have to actually move your head then, right? Mm-hmm. For something like that. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see when the, when when this thing actually comes out. If it actually comes out. Yeah. Right now we got specs. <laughs> that's really all we got. We don't have, know what's gonna come in the box. We don't know what 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 it looks like. But yeah. So yeah. far, what they've done is like they just have what the what the um the specs are. It's supposed to be ninety to one hundred twenty frames per second as well. So that's good. That's High, good. Higher the frame rate, the better it's gonna be for people. They don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, their only competition right now, like their only realistic competition right now, because I think Steam, Steam's VR headset, there's just too many better options out there. I mean, it's beautiful. It looks really good from the inside, from what I hear. But I mean, in terms of its uh, quality control and how much it costs and how much setup you have to do to actually use it, compared to just buying a $200, $300 Quest and just putting it on, plug it into your computer, calling it a day, there's really kind of no option there. So if Sony wants to actually make this headset like you know viable, their direct competitor is the Oculus Quest. Um, and let's the, we'll see we'll see how they compete against them. It's actually called the MetaQuest now. It's, uh, it's the MetaQuest now. Yeah. The 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 I'm Metaverse. Not surprised. Not surprised. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that honestly. Yeah, the, no. the other the other thing that was that that happened was Eastpeed's going digital, but we kind of saw that one coming at this point. Yeah. Honestly, with with everything that's happening in the in in North America, not just the United States, but just North America in general, um, that they're gonna go a digital it's way, and I'm hoping every show goes digital for the next year. Is it been year. has it been clear that the ESA is uh, actually doing something, or because I've heard that ESA hasn't said anything on that front. That's the that's the interesting part is that the people yeah. that run E3 are not saying anything, but you're hearing other people going, "Hey, wait a minute, we might have something." But see, this is the problem that we ran into last year as well. Yes. Was that we had an incoherent show that we had no idea what the hell was happening. Yep. Why can't the ESA just I, lock everybody down and just be like, this is the three, this is the four days. Fix your shit. Put it all in these four days. Well, We're going to have a repeat of everybody doing their own thing again. I'm hoping ESA teams up with Keeley and has sort of like a synergy thing going on, but we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah. No, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, Frank, that's all that's all I wanted to we're talking about when it comes to that. So yeah. get to, we get to the Timbits. Talk about these Timbits. Yeah. These Timbits. Timbits. Yeah. Timbits. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run through these really quick. Harv, you have a hole in your uh, microphone thing, and I thought it was a dust on my screen. I tried to scratch it off. <laughs> oh, you mean this? You mean this thing right here? Yeah, you got a little yeah, hole yeah. in your mic. Looks like Florida. What's going on? Looks like Florida. <laughs> um. So our first tidbit this week comes from James Bachelor at gamesindustry.biz. Uh, Sony is pulling PlayStation Now cards from its retail stores. Uh, this is this doesn't seem like it's a big piece of news, but it's a little interesting considering that it, it's rumored that Sony is making a new re- uh, like a new service that you can subscribe to. Uh, who knows what's going to be a part of it because they haven't really said. But this will this is actually kind of giving you a general idea here that you know if they're well, pulling PS Now cards. It's probably has something to do with PS Now at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and tied that up to the other rumor of supposedly a Game Pass competitor from Sony. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, this is, <laughs> we don't know what that Game Pass competitor is, but it's it probably it has something to do with PlayStation me. Now. Um, yes, please. Please. I, I, I would be more invested in a PlayStation version than an Xbox version. The other Again, rumor. Xbox great, though. The other rumor. Circling around. This is all bullshit. We don't know until it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, Mark Cerny has figured out how to do PS3, PS2. Yeah, I saw that PS1. article. Or it was like a, a, a rumor article that he's figured out article. how to yeah how to how to run those games on a PS5. Right? Was it? And if anybody could do it, it is soft voice Sorry. Mark Cerny. Yeah. Well, it's 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 gonna be all ploy for NAC three. He's gonna be like, guys, I figured this I out. We got we got we got remastered NAC one and two. Here we mm. go, and then this is going to be a shadow drop for NAC three. Let's fucking go. We're done. Yeah, yeah that could be. That could. Be, I imagine like you know PS PS one PSP and all those games can run on basically anything. Um, PS three is the only one. PS three yeah. is the only one. And what what's interesting is PS three has made a big change when it comes to. Um, at least online when it comes to emulation people are actually figuring out how to emulate playstation 3 on pc um which is interesting how now all of a sudden sony's finding ways to, to which, make which, is, which is which is right which is which can happen because the playstation 5 is built on pc architecture so it should be yeah. it shouldn't be that difficult at that point if they figured it out yeah but so PS3 wondering... was always the gatekeeper of, of emulation because of self-technology because they yeah. were like, oh, we're going to do something different for the PS3, guys. We're going to sell technology. Fuck out of here. Fucking sell processor. Yeah. Sell processor shit out of my face. <laughs> the one reason it costs like $900 for this console. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no fucking $900 for a PlayStation. You're out of your mind. <laughs> um, uh, Mario doesn't need to be here for this one. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Ashcraft at Kotaku. Uh, writes hey, Final Fantasy. What, what's up? I was gonna say Mario's gonna play. If Mario said he wanted to play it at some point, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna play it, but when he gets he's back, like, I'll tell him that it's back on Final Fantasy 14 goes back on sale on January 25th. Uh, it's it's weird, like being like playing this game for so long, and um, it's for just like not been on sale. Million hours. Yeah, and yeah. it's just not been on sale this whole time. Um. Which means we'll start seeing some sprouts again, hopefully. Uh, it's been a, so, we haven't seen a lot of sprouts. Yeah, so people that buy the game can play it. People on free trial cannot still. Oh, so they're still locking so free trial. They're still locking free trial, but pe- if people buy the game, they can play it then. Okay. So Mario, Final Fantasy fourteen goes back on sale January 25th. You can now oh ERP boy. and Limsa. 
Oh boy. Oh, oh. oh boy. Uh, on that note, congrats Final Fantasy for being too successful that you had to stop selling your game. Um, <laughs> we can tell the story where I almost played Final Fantasy with you guys. Yeah, because uh, we told you about uh, erotic roleplay. That's true. He's like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> He's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. On that note, uh, Andy Chalk at PC Gamer writes, Stalker 2 has been delayed to December. I put this in there just because I wanted to say... I am sad. This hurts me, but at the same time, at least we're getting Starfield and Stalker at the same exact, almost <laughs> the same exact time. So it's against the win-win. Part then, right? Want the part? Yeah, I'm going to be playing Starfield until my my fingers fall off, and then I'm going to play Stalker until my fingers fall off. You guys will not see me till March. <laughs> <laughs> no NFTs right. in Stalker now, though. No good. NFTs in Stalker. But speaking of NFTs, <laughs> Matt, per- this is our last tidbit for this week. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Troy Baker is working with NFTs, but fans are unimpressed. Uh, you guys probably know a little bit more about this than I do. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Troy Baker is selling NFTs of his voice through a service and fans are not happy. There has been a little bit of breaking news uh, earlier today, I believe, where uh, the service has ar- already been struck with somebody saying, hey, you're using my voice without my permission. I didn't see that part. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody. So I, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I can find it here. Uh, well, while you guys talk about it, because I know Fee, I don't, uh, this might be the one Fee wanted to talk about. I don't know which well one she wanted to talk about. Maybe Final Fantasy fourteen gets it, gets re uh, resold. Yeah, she she didn't say talk about this while I find the name of that person. By she, the way, she's not even in the chat. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, <laughs> good, good. Fucking NFTs, they're <sighs> they're not doing anything for anyone. They're causing more problems than they're worth. Like. Every time somebody tries to get involved with NFTs, it seems like it blows up in their face. And you know what? They deserve it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So I saw this. Uh, I saw this last or this morning, actually, before I started working. Um, and I saw the tweet from uh, the dude, Jace Schreier about talking about because he was he was talking he was talking smack about Troy Break Baker because they had that whole spat way back way back when uh and then I saw this this tweet with NFTs and I, and then I saw what he put what Troy Baker put and then I started reading the comments like oh no this is a this is a bad look I I was I was more curious about what what was going to happen after the fact that when Troy Baker woke up and just saw all the backlash about this stuff and then I started reading about the company and it's just like I, I don't I don't understand where like h- how this even came like did he know this was happening or was it like his agency brought it to him and be like this is a cool opportunity because I feel like mm-hmm. it was the latter latter yeah I feel <laughs> so, like it was the latter it's weird because as somebody watches um, him not so regularly but he has a podcast with uh, Lon Pierce and he seems like someone who's like with it and like understands. Uh, where the trends are and where he sees this. So for him to openly be public about this and in his statement of which he announces, this is sort of like you're either with it or you're not sort of like scenario. 
is kind of interesting, uh, to say the least. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm conflicted on this on several reasons. The main reason I'm conflicted on is I don't give a fuck about NFTs. So when I see a bunch of people just dogpiling uh, on this guy for just clout is kind of annoying. That's been my main thing that I've been kind of annoyed by watching on Twitter. Um, oh, but, man. but other than that, other than that, the idea of what is going on with this sort of version of IT of like, it just doesn't make sense um, in terms of him being associated with it, unless he's just helping development of it, which I don't know how much, it, uh, how much he could contribute. I'm sure some things, but uh, yeah, as I'm learning new things from you guys telling me about their voices on there that uh, were un, you know, authorized, like, yeah, this is a weird fucking thing to be a part of um, and to put your name out there just so you get trudged up. And it's like, if you have not read the tea leaves of the last several times people have been shitted on Ubisoft, Stalker, you know, all this stuff, it's just sort of like, what are you doing? Um, especially, yeah, as of right now, there's just kind of like nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Another transaction to invade their gaming space. Um, nobody yeah. wants, and for the people that are in the blockchain, good for you. I don't give a fuck uh, until it becomes major commonplace. I just don't care. Unless I could, unless I could sell my NFT to the local liquor store for a bottle of Hennessy, I can give a fuck less. <laughs> you want my Hennessy <laughs> sticker? My- <laughs> I mean, at some no. point, at some point, uh, this NFT stuff is going to be mainstream. It's going to become something because this is the direction we're all going into. But obviously, our like the gaming space just isn't ready for it yet, or people just don't want want it to be ready. Again, it's not great for the environment and all that kind of stuff too. Like that's just one of the main concerns about NFTs as well. Um, but also seeing him not, I guess he's not backing away from it. Not that I've seen. He's yeah. Honestly, I he's, this you know, is. I'll, I'll be real with you guys. This doesn't really surprise me from Troy Baker. He seems like dude's a really cool guy. Dude's a, uh, uh, absolutely one of the most down to earth people out there in term in the in the thing. But like, just he's always been about elevating how much voice actors can really kind of put themselves out there, right? With the union stuff and everything like that. And it seems like in his mind, and I'm just I'm guessing here. Is the only thing I can think of is like, there's no way you make the, a choice like this and think, hey, this is the best idea. Like, he's a smart dude. He's not an idiot. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's it's more on the lines of, hey, this is another avenue for voice actors to make money. You know what I mean? There's another avenue for voice actors to uh, reclaim their one moneymaker, and that is their voice. You know what I mean? Because companies will mis- will use it as much as they want. You know what I mean? That's why the whole union thing's a thing now, with, and Troy Baker being a big proponent of that. You know, NFTs now being, hey, I'm selling our actual voice to, you know, make money for, you know, people. It makes sense. It tracks. It, it, is, it the, is it the right thing to do? No. In theory. That's yeah. the problem. Like, that only works in theory. And the way it's being put practically yeah. is not achieving the goal or the results no. they say it will. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what the fuck Troy Troy Baker was thinking because I like Troy Baker. I think Troy Baker, out of any of these voice actors, are is one of the one of the most down to earth people. He 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 kind of knows what's up. He's usually like Mario said, he usually has a pulse to the market pretty damn well. Um, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes dumb decisions. I agree with Mario. You shouldn't go flaming the fucking guy. I understand Twitter is a 
a battleground of hey if you do one wrong thing you're now vilified by everybody and you're the worst person in the world and you know you can never make a wrong decision on the internet because everybody will hate you you know you can't be wrong 100 but I, I i'm willing to excuse this as like you know what dude tried something new failed crashed and burned don't flame the guy don't don't death threat him don't call him an asshole don't do any of that crazy shit that the internet loves to do when somebody makes a mistake it's like you save know. that for the people that do real crimes yeah do that do that <laughs> for people who are actual like pieces of shit like who who like you know have the moral barometer of a fucking roulette wheel but like troy baker's actually a cool guy don't don't go flaming him over it i understand people hate nfts i hate nfts too we all know you hate NFTs. Everybody hates it, but like, yeah. don't go attacking the guy he's over the, it. He's the kind I mean? of person that I'm willing to like listen and see what his perspective is on it because he hasn't been public about it at all yet. Um, I assume they'll do it on a podcast, and then I'll disagree with him there and then walk away. That's to me how I'm treating all NFTs. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds dumb. I'm gonna walk away. Like, for instance, Mike uh, Shinoda from uh, Lincoln Park got flamed because he didn't understand the concept of NFTs, and I'm like. Yeah, he's just fucking asking questions. Like, why are you giving him? Why are you giving him shit about it? The, the internet's a very weird get, place. Like, they're, they're just trying to get like information on trying to understand these things because like the internet just thinks that everybody understands what an NFT is. I didn't know what an NFT is until like two weeks ago, and then yeah. I finally understood what the hell it was. Like, I understand on in the art world, but I don't understand how it connects to video games yet. And I'm very curious of how like this could work. But even so, like. Yeah. I'm not putting money on it. <laughs> and that's the thing too. NFTs aren't inherently, I mean, obviously on like we me and me and Harv talked about this uh the other night where like there is an inherent eco eco problem with NFTs. But on aside from that, NFTs themselves are basically virtually harmless. You're not really harming anybody by doing it. So I don't know why everybody's getting so mad about it. Every you know tweet I mean? that someone tweets at Troy Baker saves one whale. So there's, there's multiple now. whales in the, and there's so many more seagull, <laughs> baby seals yeah. are saved if you write a tweet at Troy Baker. So this is why we're still. You, know, you blame somebody on the internet. You save one baby seal. Hell yeah! <laughs> Everyone knows save those seals, people. Remember, <laughs> a, a tweet a day keeps the seals in at, at bay. Um, hey, what are we fighting the seals now? Well, I couldn't say keep them away. The whole point is saving them, Harv. <laughs> You just said keep them at bay. That's the same thing as keeping them away. No, just keeping them, keeping them, you know, where they are. You know what I mean? In the ocean. They are hopefully. <laughs> Case- <laughs> no, you were trying to say one thing, but you said the exact same thing in a different way. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I'm not, no, uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the other thing, too, I want to say about NFTs before we move on. Because I know I just said, like, NFTs. I don't know why people are getting pissed at NFTs. I will say the only thing I don't think NFTs should be in is video games. You know what I mean? Companies can sell them on the side, but as soon as they start being a part of my video game, I, I think uh, Gene Park said this earlier today on Twitter. I don't care Twitter. about the environment unless it impacts my video games. That's what's breaking <laughs> yeah. right. right now. I care about the environment. <laughs> it's just like, but the thing is, like, we do other things too that impact the environment even harder that than that. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what everybody I mean? who did not get that, that was a joke. <laughs> Um, I, I yeah the thing about nfts in video games it's like it's like the loot boxes situation yeah. right it's just something new that the gaming companies are going to latch on to and try to make a buck yeah yeah and, and it's honestly it, when when i see and with a company like ubisoft or ea or anything like that try to do an nft system at least in the video game sphere it just seems like you're just trying to find more ways to nickel and dime me and 
the industry, you can tell people are getting so fucking sick and tired of being nickel and dimed in video games. And NFTs are like the I, apparently the last straw for that. Nobody cared about loot boxes or season passes, but NFTs of my video that's games. No. Right there. That's the last fucking straw. Something I can I can I can choose not to buy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with people when they say that when people when companies try to do that, it, it just seems like more and more they're just trying to find ways to nickel and dime the end consumer on something they've already paid for. And the end honestly the gaming industry just needs to get away from that they need to get away from making everything a pay like a service game you know what i mean and now this just adds to the service buy an nft in this game and you can have uh sledge from rainbow six siege as your something i don't know i, I don't know yeah as your digital currency on that note i want an nft of a baby seal that's how I cut that TikTok together. That's how I cut that TikTok together. That's how it ends. I want a NFT of a FEMA tent. Yeah. Can I get some? FEMA, can you start doing NFTs? Oh my god. Where is the show gone? Where is the show gone? Anyways. To the end. Guys. You that is the end. It's chaos hours. <laughs> that is the end that of episode 37 of the Point in Progress podcast. We did it. We did it. We did it. We got. We got. We got through. We got through the first episode of the year. First episode of the year, guys. First episode of the year. Um, the co- oh, I just saw co-host is FIBA and Pita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was Do you like, not know how to spell Pita. Pita from Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one E in PETA. Oh. I'm dyslexic. Fuck you. (laughs) Straight. Uh, Straight rip. At least I know how to spell HIPAA. So many people try to say things are like breaking HIPAA privacy and don't know how to spell HIPAA. I know how to spell HIPAA. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Fuck y'all. Guys, that was episode 38 of the Point in Progress podcast. 37. Uh, 37. In a row. Before we go anywhere, I got to go around the table and then I'll do the outro. Sly, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me everywhere on the internet at MC. You can also find me at Point in Progress where I host a wonderful show called MC University with one that Mario Rivera. You can also find me um, over on uh, formerly known as Stark Radio. We're in the middle of a rebrand. Oh, um, So look out for that when that gets announced. Very cool. Heck yeah. Frank, where can everybody find you? You can find me on fan- not fantasy. You can find me on Final Fantasy right now, where I I don't leave this game. All I do is play Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. This, this is, is the metaverse for him. I am in the metaverse. I'm trying to figure out how I can t- attach my VR headset to it, so I don't have to ever leave Final Fantasy fourteen. You can do wake it. Up in my end. You can do it. <laughs> I don't think you can with Final Fantasy fourteen, but yeah, yeah, you can put a picture. Uh, you find me. People get trapped in, in the video game. Sword Art Online. There you Not go. Hack. I got there. Die the game. Die for real. Uh, no, but you can find me hopefully next week. 
right? We should be we should be yeah. recording a fantasy we're, in progress well, this week. We're recording week. this weekend. We're recording this weekend, yeah. and it'll be out for next week because uh, he wasn't feeling well, so we uh, we delayed it till this weekend, and we're gonna it's gonna be coming out next week. Uh, this is gonna be the spoiler cast for us at point in progress, and then next and then the week after, I want to do a spoiler cast with a bunch of other people that we know in the community that I'm gonna try to get together for that day. And get about four or five of us and just do a podcast. Uh, just just gush about N Walker. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm gonna try to get four or five get like four guests for that, uh, so I can sit down and talk to them about the uh, about N Walker. So the people that we've been playing with, like like Mako and stuff like that, and then also I know I want to get Gino on there because I know he's he went through uh, Final Fantasy N Walker as well. So I want to get a bunch of people together and just do a, a spoiler cast with them, just to see what their thoughts about the whole story was. Alrighty then. Yeah, yo, CSF Fantasy in Progress. You can find me at Twitter at Kestrel1A, where uh, I still talk shit about video games, but not very much because I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> how about you? Where can everybody find you? You can, of course, find me also at the MC University, which is a fantastic podcast that we do on Wednesdays. It is coming back. I believe we're going to do a uh, Hawkeye, uh, just to wrap up the season, because we did the first three episodes, and we're going to finish the final four, five, and six. Uh, then we're doing it with a guest. I'm going to find that guest. Don't worry about that. And then we're returning to the po- podcast proper with Spider-Man 2 and finishing off Blade with Blade Trinity, which I'm very excited about. So that's going to be a lot of fun. You can also find me, by the way. I've been tweet. I'm doing a lot more Twitch stuff over there at that Mario Rivera. So and watch what you do over there. That's been fun. Why, Frank? What are you doing? What are you? What are you trying to do? I see your fucking foreheads. Why? Why? What? Okay. Are we doing a forehead measuring contest again? Yeah. <laughs> this, is for, this is the furthest I can go up front. This is this is this is your forehead. Yeah. Hello. I'm I'm eating my mic, but it's fine. Oh yeah, let me see that forehead. Oh uh, right yeah. Here. I have a scar right here. Yeah. Anyways, Take us uh, out of you here. can find me you can find me here on uh Point in Progress. You can find me on uh you can find me on all the social medias at Beard and the Hair and then YouTube uh youtube.com slash beard and the hair gaming. I got videos every week this with this uh for the foreseeable future it's gonna be every week I got videos coming out. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't I cannot wait. Until uh, I get into that rhythm. Content. Content. It's all about content. Um, but yeah, you can find me over there. Uh, other than that, yeah, you can find me on Point in Progress or uh, Point in Progress and Fantasy in Progress, which is going to be a weekly. It was a weekly pod- <coughs> podcast that uh, we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode thirty-seven of the Point in Progress podcast. Take a shot you- for every time Harv said. Episode thirty-seven. This episode, All right? I mean, I, apparently, I'm getting it wrong every time. So, not many shots are being done. Um, <laughs> your one-stop shop for news, recommendations, and spicy takes. Join four friends tonight across three different, two different time zones and two different countries as we discuss all things we love and still think critically about them. See, that's 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 hosting that's on the fly. Show. There you go. That's that's the the fly. But guys, thank you guys so much. Until next week. Progress has been made. Shout out to Fee. 37 dicks in a row. (laughs) 